You're listening to the Winify podcast, a show which inspires young artists, entrepreneurs, and creators to make meaningful content and pursue their passions. My name is Jesse Maguire, and I live on the central coast of Australia. Currently, I'm a high school teacher, I'm an MBA candidate, and I'm challenging myself to ask better questions. I'm sitting down with creators who live on the central coast to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and how to create a life by design, not default. Well, I think we should take risks because life is so short. It's, I think growing up around me, I've had so many like close people like pass away and it just, and traveling and things like that and seeing the world and how, how big it is, but how small it is at the same time. And it's just like, life is so short. You should, if you want to go pursue that, just try it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Don't stress about it. Hi and welcome to episode 8 of the Winify podcast. I'm so happy to be able to bring you this new episode with the wonderful Ellie Hawthorne, aka Discarded Beauty. She's a ceramicist, innovator and practical environmentalist. Her ceramics are moulded from discarded pieces of rubbish like milk cartons, tomato sauce bottles and Coddy's Cordial to make beautiful ornaments. Ellie and I discuss the importance of having dreams, managing work as an introvert, and practical steps you can take today to leave a lighter footprint. Welcome to episode 8 of the Winify podcast with Ellie Hawthorne. Now now we're here, now we're here, we're doing it. So this is episode 8 of the Winify podcast. I'm sitting down with Ellie Hawthorne, aka Discarded Beauty. So, as you typically know, we start with a gift. And our gift today is a wonderful bottle. Where is it, you may ask? It's in my small little cellar that I'm building up on my shelf here. Uh, This is a bottle of Hawthorne's The Hermit. Oh my gosh. So, as you know, (laughs) um, as you know, what is our... This is us. (laughs) It's a different design, but it is what it is. Um, As you know... This is the product of Winify, so if you want to go check it out, head over to our Instagram page and you can take a closer look. So this is Hawthorne's The Hermit, which will make sense in a minute. Um, Winify compares the personality of people to the personalities of grapes found in wine. Perhaps Ellie Hawthorne yeah, could read it out for you. I read it out. <laughs> a brilliant wine that should not be discarded, Hawthorne's is the soft to the palate but drives in an unforgettable presence. The wine is bright and bursting with flavours of peach and stone fruits. The famous Ellie grape is what puts this wine on the map. Hailing from the iconic Central Coast region, the Ellie grape is strong in character with hours of work being put put into its making. A wine which should be enjoyed with close friends or on those late nights spent alone working on making a dream into a reality. <gasps> Amazing. That just sums me up in and I love that you called it a hermit. I was like, yes. I was hoping you weren't gonna get offended. No, that is me. <laughs> I was like, oh because we met for coffee and we had a chat and mm-hmm. we planned, you know, this podcast mm-hmm. and I really got the sense like that you're a bit of a hermit. It's you know, right. it takes a lot of time to make these beautiful ceramics mm-hmm. and there's a lot of time spent alone. There's a lot of time thinking. And yeah. I looked up the definition of the hermit, like on a tarot card. Yeah. And it said, for the hermit, silence is the foundation of their existence. 
They observe themselves as well as the world around them. They keep their mind clear and open for flowing wisdom. At the same time, they are compassionate and understand the needs of their fellow man. They go their way alone and their way is always willing to help other people. Yeah. You know, and I just sort of thought yeah. of that and the work that goes in between your work and mm-hmm. you're always sort of thinking about it. Like, I got a lot from when we had a conversation, so I'm hoping we can sort of draw that out today. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I tried to sort of bring in a little bit of nature there as well because you're an environmentalist. So yeah. I thought closest things to permanency mm-hmm. in nature are sort of like shells. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely love That's where I pulled shows. the inspiration from. Oh, it's so amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. You're very welcome. beautiful. Well, I actually got a gift for you, which is in here. No, you didn't. Yes. No, you didn't. I did. And oh, thank you. You can actually put your oh, wine no, inside no, of it Thank you. As I well. didn't expect this. What a good guest. Oh, oh audience. Yes. Thank you so much. I finally got my business card. Oh, they're beautiful. Three Ooh, years to later. Jessie, discarded beauty. Thank you for supporting my small business and helping it grow. Rubbish is beautiful. Be kind to the planet. Thank you. Oh, those are gorgeous. Audience, I'm going to put this on Instagram, so go ahead and check it out. <laughs> what I'm holding in my hand is a beautiful square business card and a wrapped present oh, of a discarded piece mm-hmm. of beautiful... It used to be like one of those plastic cups, like those red plastic cups that people play beer pong with. Wow. And then, yeah, I found one somewhere and I was like, I'm going to make a mold. Oh, it's so good. So good. I'm definitely going to enjoy a few wines in this. So tell me a little bit about what you do, because what I'm holding in my hand is obviously a piece of rubbish that's been remolded and repurposed into a ceramic. Yes. So what I do is... um, it kind of all started on a year 12 HSC art project and I just found pieces of rubbish. I was always picking up rubbish in the environment and then, I don't know, this. I just kept seeing it everywhere and I was just like, what can I do about this that I can bring this issue to the surface so other people can see it? And then I just decided to turn rubbish into porcelain, into ceramics. And I thought maybe if I do this, people will look at, rubbish and plastic differently and see that it's still beautiful even in its discarded form and yeah that's what I've been trying to do and create different colors and series and things like that will yeah hopefully get people to see the beauty Mm. yeah Mm. in rubbish basically our things that we have and then you know it might be like you might have that piece of rubbish for a little bit or months or something like that and then you just chuck it and you just don't know where it goes after that too it's just you don't yeah you don't really think about where it ends up or anything it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just gone out of sight out of mind but I'm trying to bring that back into people I'm like no it's still here mm. still there still, yeah yeah, apparently, yeah. So. so you're making that um that shift towards just forgetting about it and thinking about the lifestyle of a product a lot mm-hmm. more for your for your consumer yeah which is really yeah because they are mainly today. yeah big consumer products like I do a Coddy's bottle and it's funny when I do markets, everyone just knows, like, oh, sauce bottle or a little mm. soy sauce, a little mm. fish. And 
yeah, everyone notices what it is. And that's what I really wanted to get people going. Oh, yeah, I know I know what that shape is. I know mm. what this is. And so why, why the ceramics over, say, just typical um, pictures or painting or anything like that? Was this a hobby from high school? Um, I didn't. I always did, ever since I was younger, I always did drawing and painting. And, yeah, it wasn't until I was about 17 in high school when they were like, how about you play around with some clay? And, like, my uncle owns... <clears throat> A clay factory so I was like this is the perfect and he's like look here's some bags of clay just give it a go and yeah I started playing with it and I started to make molds and yeah I just yeah fell in love I just loved the feel of clay in my hands and just getting hands on with it and I was like this is something that I want to do and yeah and I just ended up working out like it's yeah a lot of time and effort that goes into each piece but mm. they all yeah, so amazing to work with. So how old are you now? So I'm almost twenty two. Mm. So I'm twenty one. So yeah. what would have you told yourself when you were in eight when you were eighteen and you twelve back then when you were getting into it? I think I've just been like I don't I didn't know at that stage. I was just doing it for an art major and I didn't think it was gonna lead to anything and before I even did my HSC, I bought a one way ticket to go overseas and I was like, This is not <laughs> happening, whatever like, you know, before I even sat that so I was like didn't really try that hard for my HSC, but I wanted to get like a band six in art. And I was like, this is what I want to achieve. And I want to get my artwork into Art Express and it goes into these art galleries. And that's, yeah, that's what I did. And I achieved it. It was amazing. And I didn't really think much of it. And then the day I flew out to go to Europe, um, I got an interview with the University of Arts London. And they were like, yeah, we want you to be part of the union. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then... I just was like, actually, I don't want to live in London. And then I spent about, I think, 10 months overseas in Europe. And then I came home and people were like, oh, I want to buy these pieces of you from my art major. And I was like, really? You want these? And then more and more people. And then I just, after that, a few months later, set myself up, went to the Avoca markets. And yeah, I just was amazed at people's response to it. And they were like, wow, so different to traditional ceramics of, mugs bowls and plates and yeah it's just more of kind of house ornaments or yeah quite like modern art mm, and yeah of different. course and they're yeah. reflective in nature they speak mm. a lot to the sustainability that so mm. many people and consumers care about today yeah and it, again like it's reflective of, of the product life, life cycle yeah and i love that about this work too we can create things out of something we typically discard just quickly, why did you decide to not go to London? I just, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I could do this, if I could be away for, you know, a three-year course and live there and do all that. And I just knew that I wanted to be by, like, be in nature. I just knew that. Because I'd been to London a few times before. My whole family's from the UK. But I just was like... I just don't think I could live like I need to be surrounded by nature when I'm working, doing these things. If I'm in such a city, I just am not, not really a city person. Love to do it for like a weekend or something. But other than that, I'm not really into it. But yeah, I didn't answer your question about if I was 18, I would just would have told myself to just take things slow and that everything will just happen naturally. Like just don't force it or anything. Just, let it happen and yeah so yeah I would have just taken my time and just been like 
keep being inspired constantly like just always you know follow people that inspire you surround yourself that are artists or people that yeah are gonna help you yeah, along the way and what are some of those artists i mean thanks to the internet we can connect with artists mm-hmm. all around the globe are there any artists in particular uh that you're connecting with recently um, well, Bonnie Gray, Ooh. one yes. of my favourite people, Bonnie yeah, shout out to Bonnie Gray, <laughs> I love her so much. Um, I have another friend, Beck Bendel, I just oh, yes. love shout her, shout out to Beck. love her design work, um, Anastasia Pitt, they're just like my, my close friends and it's been so good to have them in my life because, yeah, just being around people that are creative are amazing. And, yeah, Emily Ashley Turner, she's another one with her photography. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Margie, Margie Doyle. We did a collab and yeah. she does printmaking. We combined that with ceramics and that was, like, beautiful. Um, but, yeah, and a lot of ceramicists that I follow, there's Lisa Sanasi that's at Kill Care. Um, a lot of Melbourne ceramicists love, like, Kim Wallace. Um, Larissa Warren does beautiful different ceramics just so many ceramics, a lot of ceramics in Melbourne as well, James Lemon um, yeah there's just so many I just follow so many ceramics mm. that just yeah constantly inspire me and yeah, how do you yeah. balance seeing what other people are doing and then seeing what you want to do and potentially do how, how do you I don't know, uh, filter the amount of information you get from other artists into your own work. Does that make sense? How do you yeah. decide what to pursue instead of thinking, oh, I should do what they're doing. I should instead listen to myself and what I'm doing. Yeah, I I kind of just like to see them as inspiration, not so much to be like, oh, I want to kind of copy that and do that. Mm. I love to get inspiration on their feeds of how they photograph things. That's a, kind of like a big thing for me. Um, yeah, and how they interact with people, like what they show people of how they make things and things like that. And yeah. Yeah, the engagement that they have on that. But other than that, like, I mean, these next series that I want to create this year are going to be, like, inspired by Central America for my travels. So it's never, yeah, I never really go, like, oh, I want to do that because they've done that. Like, I've always just kind of done my own thing and kind of gone with, yeah, what do I like and... Yeah, I don't always go with what other people want as well. Like, I just create things and I just put it out. Then I go, right, I'll see if someone likes this. And I was like when I had my my squished milk carton. I remember it just I took it out of the cast too early and it fell. And I was like, oh, no. And then my dad was like, no, keep it. You know, take it to a market and see if someone wants to buy it. Like, you might be surprised. Someone might really like that piece. And all those pieces that had all these imperfections, people loved it the most. And I was like, oh my gosh, and now I'm not so hard on myself when mm. things don't work out because that's the thing with ceramics. You never know what's going to happen. Mm. You could put it in the kiln and something could come out cracked or broken and I feel like if any ceramicists listen to this, they'll know what I'm talking <laughs> about. That you put it in and then you put it in there for like a day or two and then you come back to it and you're just like, oh my gosh, I really hope. When I this open this door. Yeah, that's open this door. Something's not going to explode. I mean, it's like when if you do pottery in high school and they go, yeah, make sure like there's no holes or anything in that so that it doesn't explode in the kiln. Because that's what happened in school. I remember people just putting things in the kiln. And 
that just explode like oh yeah my piece exploded and ruined everyone's and I was like oh, it ruined God. everyone's yeah because we have 30 pushed into things yeah into a, a tiny kiln and yeah so it's so unpredictable like you, you it's yeah. a lot of things can become like it's in your hands but then it become out it becomes out of your hands once it goes into that kiln it's like mm. right I hope for the best like you know I hope it doesn't stick to the kiln shelf and I've got to break it off to get yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I love that you still are aware of the fact that you know people might like this for all its imperfections mm. people might still actually buy this yeah and that's really cool that yeah you've taken that risk yeah you know it is to, a risk to share yeah. your art because you know, as artists, you want to have a certain quality of work, and yep. when things don't work out, it's like, well, do I not yeah. share it with the world because yeah. it's not how I expect? Yeah, even but, yeah, even things that I get like a crack in or I think people are like, no, I still love that. Or if I get a crack, I get like a gold lust and I put gold mm. through it. So it's like the um, Japanese technique. I say kin kinjutsu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and. Yeah, and then people are like, oh my gosh, love it. Like, it's Beautiful. so... It's yeah. everyone... Yeah, and that's the thing. Everyone's different of what art attracts to them. Like, when I went travelling overseas with my friend that's really into art, there was different things that we liked. Like, she really loved that thing. And I was like, well, I'm really drawn to this. So it's so interesting to mm. see what people are drawn to. And I guess I try to cover a lot or try to give... Like, this year I want to try to give a lot out to people to be like, oh, you might be more interested in the plain simple pieces and you might really like something that's colourful and bright and other people might something like something that's dark so mm -hmm. yeah try to cover and still still producing my own work and just putting it out there and hoping that some people will love it so mm -hmm. yeah and they yeah. do indeed I'm sure they can and yeah, I'm sure our audience so. can go ahead and check out Ellie's hope work so. um, on discarded beauty because there's a lot of range and you're working on this range and mm. just keeping in mind like this takes a long time to produce yeah, and things change and things shrink and things crack right yeah so there's a lot of commitment there mm -hmm. you know? and what i'm hearing here is that you're taking inspiration not only from other artists but also from your landscape yes right? from right. so tell me about your travels and how the central coast how new south wales affects your work and how mm -hmm. central america has affected your work so, I think when I did Central America, I was over there and I remember leaving Costa Rica being like, I want to create these bright, beautiful pieces that mm -hmm. represent like my travels throughout Central America because they have so much colour there. They have so much life. Like they're just so laid back and relaxed. And I think here in Australia, we're so like, go, go, go. Like mm -hmm. coffee places are open at 5am over there. You can't get anything until 8am and I would get up early and be like all oh, right I've still got like two hours to get a chai or something mm -hmm. and yeah so I just love their lifestyle and I just want to incorporate that into my pieces mm -hmm. and then with Australia I want to do these beautiful dark pieces I think to represent like the earth and indigenous culture here in Australia as well and make it like more apparent of, to people as well to think about indigenous cultures and because I read Dark Emu and I just was like this is amazing if, an, if it, no one has read that book please go ahead and read I think I recommend it to you to read it it's beautiful and yeah yeah I just and yeah with my pieces I did for my HSC art major I was just inspired by I did a lot of like greens and blues so like the grass and the trees and then the ocean 
and then I put these koi fish decals on them and I want that to be inspired by, yeah, coming back to, I think, how plastic affects the ocean as well and, yeah, drawing that into people to, like, oh, well, you know, where's there a fish on there? And then I would draw, like, a starfish and all these other kind of sea creatures to see, like, the effect of what rubbish has on the environment and where it ends up, basically. Um, and, yeah, get people to think about, yeah, why I've put that on there. Like, because, mm. yeah, as you see, you can see all those creatures that are on land, but if you're someone that doesn't go underwater and see enough, yeah, you'll see all of the creatures and just bringing that from the ocean to... Mm into a ceramic form. Yeah, it's very artistic. And like Bonnie yeah. said in, uh, in, in her episode with me, it was like creators chew on things. Mm -hmm. They chew on things and they chew on problems and they take out the flavour and they, if, so, if something doesn't taste right, they explore that. And that's mm -hmm. definitely one element of your work is the environmentalism. Mm -hmm. And it's very reflexive in the way that I just love that your products really make the consumer think a bit more yeah and consume more wisely as well yeah think yeah think differently mm. of the way and i used to bring like this shelf to the evoca markets of sustainable things like the who gives a crap and you know recycling your soft plastics or change out having cling wrap to beeswax wraps or you can mm. buy a, a vegan wrap as well and yeah keep cups reusable water bottles just like taking a little reusable bamboo spoon, knife and fork with you, a straw and yeah, just sustainable things. Like just little things can go such a long way. I think some people can get really overwhelmed by environmental issues that they're like, well, I'm not going to make a difference. I'm just one person. I was like, no, you, you're just one person that makes up a whole lot of people that if you start to make that change, other people are. And since I started making these years ago and, I started doing markets about three years ago. More people are looking at my work and being like, oh, I get why she makes that now or I get why she's done that. And they come to me and I have friends that are like, oh, how can I be more sustainable? Like I want to go on this path, but I just don't know where to start because it's just so much. And I'm like, well, just start. A keep cup, use a water bottle and yeah, bringing like your own containers and things like that. I think at the moment it's a little bit hard with, virus going around that a lot of business aren't taking that's completely fine like it's mm. yeah it's gotta do what you gotta do at mm. this point in time mm. but yeah and just yeah thinking about how you shop as well like just grocery shopping and you know buying in bulk and bring your own containers in saving on plastic bags or saving on brown paper bags and yeah just think yeah consume differently in all aspects of your life and think about things and you're just buying a piece of clothes, be like, oh, where was this actually made? Where does this come from? Is it made from sustainable materials? You know, go op shopping, go secondhand mm. shopping for things. Mm. Or when you move somewhere new, you know, I want to try and buy a lot of things secondhand and, mm. yeah, not just buy everything and, yeah, go Facebook Marketplace, yeah. eBay, yeah. just It's just everywhere. putting that extra effort in to audit your life, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You're auditing what you are doing and therefore yeah. trying to think about, well, how can I actually improve my impact? Yeah. And you actually might save some money too in the yeah. long run. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. It's so true. It's so yeah. true. So those practical steps are really, really helpful. Yeah. And it's just know? like, yeah, you've got to think about how much it, the resources it takes to just make that, you know, that one 
plastic cup or something like how how much it takes how much that affects the environment i mm. think a lot of people don't to think about it so yeah i'd love people to think about it a bit more yeah absolutely so i wanted to take a question from our audience which is actually coming in from georgia bunt who was episode five yes um it's a little bit of a change of gears mm -hmm. because we're just talking about environmentalism how it's connected to your work we touched a little bit on your creativity and how it's inspired mm -hmm. from landscape and also other creators but Georgia wants to know, how do you overcome a creative block? So, I even remember last year, mid-last year, I hadn't done ceramics for a while because I was just busy moving around the place, working two jobs, just doing a lot. And I went and saw the lovely Bonnie Gray and I was like, I'm in a creative drought. Like, I just had so much happen with, like, deferring uni, just being like, what am I actually doing and working a lot. And, yeah, I just hadn't travelled. I just wasn't that inspired around me because I wasn't surrounding myself with a lot of people at that time because a lot of my close friends had, that were artistic had, like, gone away on their travels or things like that. And she just, yeah, just sat down with her for an hour or two and we just, you know, just being in her space, in her presence of just her just always thinking about like, you know, art and yeah, being like in her home as well when she was living here on the coast of just, you know, constant like, you know, Henry Matisse books around the house and w walking into her studio and seeing her art was just a big push for me. And she's like, I'd really love if you could make me this fruit bowl. And yes, Bonnie, I will make you your fruit bowl. <laughs> Eventually, I just need to get more time around. I still think about it. I'm just like, yeah, she was this beautiful, like, white fruit bowl, which I will do eventually for her. Um, but yeah, and then I went from there and she's like, you know, like I was saying to her about how I'm just kind of working out of my parents' garage and sharing that space with my dad with having a lot of his work things there and his other things was hard because it would you pick up my stuff and move it around and I'm like, oh gosh, where's this gone? And then I just went, okay, I'm just going to go to the shed. I'm going to go up to the shed and then I moved pretty much, I have half of the shed to myself and I just set up that creative space because Bonnie was like, you need to set up a space that you can work in. Like you've got to work with what you've got and yeah, it's, you know, you might not have pay for a studio space, but if there's a shed or a little space in the garage, use that space and that's what she really inspired me to do. So I went home that day and just started clearing out, just spent the afternoon just clearing out things, moving things around, setting it up and making it a space that I love. And I have different art in there as well that constantly keeps me inspired. And yeah, so now I do have my own space. But yeah, I just went through that phase and then I kind of went on to Instagram to see what, like, what, what other ceramicists are doing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool, whatever. And then I try to think outside of that and go, all right, let's just do something different to what they're doing. Just, and, yeah, and then I started making just, yeah, all these different pieces. I tried different lusters, tried different glazes, like, bought in new colours and things like that to just try it and be like, right, let's just see if people like this. And, yeah, and it, it works of just creating what, yeah, what, I, I like and just putting it out there to people and getting that response to me like okay well this works or this doesn't work or mm. 
mm. yeah, this is popular or not so popular. And mm. yeah, and then I just went on to creating a whole white series because I just, I think I used to create a lot of mixed pieces, but now I'm just getting into a stage of going, yeah, let's just do this whole series and then create another whole series and another one and mm. put that out there. Yeah, so there's a few little lessons in there about the creative block, like the, ve- the very physical element of the creative blocks, mm. which were, you know, that essentially you didn't have a creative space. Yeah. And then also getting inspiration from other artists as mm. well and then dabbling with things that you love and seeing what works, uh, which has led you to creating an actual series of works mm. to focus on, which I think yeah. is a really good thing yeah. to be able to not get overwhelmed with the multitude of possible ideas and instead mm. categorise it, okay, I'm going to do a white series or I'm going to just do podcasts or I'm going to just focus on these types of grazing tables because Georgia Bunt yeah. <laughs> is grazing yeah. tables. Uh, yeah. as just an idea about being creative is trying yeah. to focus specifically on one category. Yeah. I remember even last year when that all that happened, I reached out to my friend Margie Doyle was like, let's do this collaboration that we've been talking about for a while. And that was a great step because that was like, yeah, okay, I'll make these pieces and I'll let you glaze them however you want. And she created a few different pieces. They're we, beautiful. They're absolutely yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait to just, yeah, have that up and shoot that as well. And yeah, and with that as well, I finally, I did test glazes for the first time. I just had my leftover clay from my slip cast. And turn them into little test tiles and yeah, just was like, yeah, let's just see if this works. And we tried it out and then, yeah, and then I just gave the tools to Margaret. and was like, here you go, you just glaze away. And she, because she's worked with ceramics before, so she knew about glazing. Whereas other people, because you paint a glaze on and it doesn't look the same colour as it does <laughs> on the box. Because, yeah, it's when it gets fired, it will end up being that colour. So you kind of have to test them in the kiln beforehand because they could come out and some colours just don't mix well or they mm. come out funny so mm. it's always good to test it but mm. yeah that was a good place was yeah I think reaching out to your other friends and creatives and being like hey do you just want to collaborate here like I'm in a creative drought you're in a creative drought let's just merge our things yeah, together another and... great way another great technique to be able to fight that creative drought is just to reach out to other creatives and collaborators yeah which the Central Coast Network has so many so many yeah. yeah, I mean, at the beginning, I just listed just my friends that are here. And then, yeah, there's yeah. just so many people. And, yeah, even when you just go to markets and things like mm. that, you'll see it around you. And, mm. yeah, so it's, yeah, I've been pretty lucky to be surrounded by that here, for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a great answer. What a really good yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good question. Um, from listening to your story and... From having coffee the other day, I really hear your language and it just sounds to me like you're a dreamer. You picture things and then you pursue mm-hmm. them and you stay on that path and you manifest it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what is in the works for you now? For me now, it's just getting this colourless series out and I can't wait to just photo shoot it with my friend Emily, because I just love her photography and she mm. wants to work and build her portfolio. And I was like, well, this is another thing, collaborating, mm. getting that together and, yeah, and photographing Mug's pieces and 
you know, just either setting up my own website and just getting things out there and I finally got my business cards done. And they're three, gorgeous. Three years they're so good. And... I'm going to put this right on Instagram yeah, straight after this. So go see. check it out, guys Thank and girls. Thank you. But yeah, yeah I think um, I just, yeah, I do want eventually a change of scenery this year and I was planning to try to go up north just to be just, yeah, in a different area, different environment and see what ceramics and things like that are up up north in that region and yeah I just want to produce these series for me and yeah I think just live somewhere different somewhere new and yeah just yeah be yeah in a completely different environment because yeah I've grown up on the central coast my whole life and yeah that's what I want to do just be in a different area and really like challenge myself mm. and um yeah, I think, yeah, I think I like to, I always write, every month I write manifestos. I used to call them goals, and then my friend was like, sounds nice if you call it manifestos. I was like, yeah, because goals are very much like goals to this. Yes, and, yes. But I like manifesting, and yeah, sometimes if I, it doesn't manifest this month, it will manifest the next month or mm. the next month. Mm. And, you know, that's how I have achieved a few things and yeah sometimes it takes time like a lot of time but it's yeah it's really good to put in just put it write write it down put it on a piece of paper and like I created a vision board and I put on the vision board like travels and a creative space and ceramics and being I really want to work on being more sustainable this year as well and working on that and buying less plastic because yeah I still do have plastic in my life things some things that I can't avoid and I do recycle it with soft plastics we can't do that at the moment um but yeah just working on those things that core values that align with me that I just need to get back in touch with and yeah because I've gone traveling and stuff like that it's so different and when I've come home I'm like yeah okay I need to work on this and yeah, just things for myself of just, um, yeah, just finding peace within myself as mm. well. Mm. And mm. yeah, and that's been really good to through like yoga and meditation when things become so stressful because I think I do a lot. Like I have two jobs and do the ceramics on the side. It's a side hustle, but I want it to become more than just a side hustle. And yeah, and it's just balancing that and balancing social things too, going, okay, I actually can't come to this tonight because yeah. I need to put yeah. my ceramics first and do this, but yeah. I'll catch up with you mm. on another night. And that's, yeah, a good thing. Just balancing things out and, you know, getting up early in the morning, having like a well-rested sleep and, you know, feeding myself with really good food for my health and things like that. I was supposed to go back overseas. I was planning to try to go back to Costa Rica, but with everything has happened. So not great, yeah. but, yeah. um, but yeah, another thing was just I want to stay for like my health and mm. mm-hmm. get myself back on track and yeah. That's a really good. good answer. I mean, yeah. bringing in these new elements by manifesting them. And I like mm. that it takes the pressure off the goal Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the time manifestations are a little bit more feeling orientated, not mm. so much tangible, you know, tangible yeah. things, which I feel like a lot of goals can be at times. Mm. Now, I just wanted to change gears a little bit in regards to your work. Mm. 
as the wine is, you're a hermit and you sort of yeah, align with that a little bit. <laughs> definitely. And it interests me, your brand is so beautiful and it's got a, such a great proposition behind it. It's very mm-hmm. thoughtful, but it's very artistic as well. I know it's going to go far, you know. Yeah. You know when you just see things, you just think, oh, this comes from the best place. It's just a matter of reaching more people and and the time, you know. Yeah. And it will happen, no doubt. Yeah. But how do you manage your work as an introvert? Because I feel like you're a bit of an introvert at times. Yeah. Not right now, of course. I think you're a lot more comfortable with me and we're in a good setting. Yeah. But, you know, at markets, you're meeting new people online, you need to reach out to people. Yeah. how, How do you get that? How do you develop your brand being a bit more introverted? <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, it can it can be tricky. I'm so good with people one-on-one. Um, I feel like maybe that's to do with if I'm in a group setting, I'm, I feel like I'm like, oh, I kind of try to meet everyone's needs here. When I'm just one-on-one, it's so much easier to just feel that person and feel that energy. But, yeah, I just... I don't know, like, people contact me and I still, like, I feel so strange when people contact me, like, oh, I love your work, and I just get so, like, it's just, like, it makes my heart sing, like, it's so beautiful to hear and it's so encouraging. When people have messaged me at times when I've had, like, a lot of stuff going on and things going wrong and bad and they message me and, like, I love your work and it makes me feel like, oh, yes, I need to, I need to keep doing this, like, you know, at at a time, times Mm. of doubt, I'm like, yeah, no, I need to keep pushing and doing this. Markets were interesting, um, because I don't take compliments well, (laughs) never really have, um, and so when people say these things, I just get weird, and I just feel my face going red, I'm like, oh gosh, and, um, but it wasn't until, like, yeah, last year that I kind of started to video myself, when I sound so awkward and funny, when I'm videoing myself, but I was like, you know what? It's you sound great. It's perfect. I hope so. But I just try to get people to see, like, hey, this is me that's behind it. It's not just some <clears throat> little robot machines making it. Yes, it's, yeah, it's yes. me behind here. And so I try to interact with people. Um, but yeah, it's funny, like, a lot of people could see me and be like, oh, yeah, like, I think you're confident. But inside, I'm like, I'm not really. I'm just putting on a front. Mm. of that but yeah that's something like yeah I need to I need to work through um but yeah I am trying to get a lot better at it um but it's yeah it's one of those things where I just find it weird accepting compliments of things I don't know I just am so funny when I interact with people and I used to like think I couldn't be by myself or be alone but I actually have grown over the past years to love being by myself from traveling by myself from a young age I've just loved to enjoy my own company and I think that's a big thing that people do need to learn is enjoying like getting to know yourself and being by yourself you know I could spend six hours standing by myself and I put on podcasts I put on albums playlists songs just anything and constantly stimulated by ideas and yeah I just love you know being by myself and I think that's such an important Thing and yeah, it's not a bad thing to be introverted. Um, mm. And yeah, and I do, I do get that from my mum. My mum's introverted. My dad's so extroverted. <laughs> two different people that have mm. come together. But and yeah, so that's why I still have like a little bit of 
extrovert things mm. from my dad where I can have confidence in doing things like taking risks that's so much from my dad and being introvert and calm and quiet is very much from my mum mm. and yeah she's yeah so it is good to you know having like my parents were such a big thing for me of the way I am and the way that most people are is from yeah. your family yeah yeah dynamic friends. duo yeah so, of course yeah. Yeah. yeah really cool yeah um, why should we take risks I know it sounds a little uh, pretentious as a question, but I feel like everyone has their own answer. Well, I think we should take risks because life is so short. It's, I think growing up around me, I've had so many like close people like pass away and it just, and traveling and things like that and seeing the world and how, how big it is, but how small it is at the same time. And it's just like, life is so short. You should, if you want to go pursue that, just try it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Don't stress about it. Um, and yeah, my dad was a big push for me to be like, you know, just, just do it. Like, why not just, just go with it and try it. And yeah, just, I think we just become so afraid and you shouldn't be afraid. Just give it a go. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. It's not the, it's not the end of the world. That's a big, Thing for me that I say all the time, like when I've travelled and if I've missed a train or something happened, I'm like, you know, it's not the end of the world. Embrace it, enjoy where you are. Um, yeah, not take it so seriously either. Just take those risks, put yourself out there and just see where it goes because it might open up a whole different path for you, a whole other journey that you just didn't expect. Like for me, I just didn't expect this to happen. I didn't think I'd be sitting here today recording for a podcast yeah. from like years ago and, and yeah even yourself probably didn't think this would be something what a yeah do. that's a beautiful answer but you're so tr- it's so true like life short you gotta take short. risks yeah so you, you you said it so eloquently it's yeah. so true but in that you were vulnerable yeah yeah you have to be vulnerable even if you're just like oh i don't know you've you've got to be you've got to you know open your heart as well to like and yeah it can open doors of endless possibilities and that was yeah you know big thing that happened Mm. for bonnie Mm. and when she like told me her story and how things happened i was like yeah okay i just need to give this a go and try Mm. and just see where it leads and i hope it is something that i'm still doing years down the track Mm. and um yeah so it's just yeah, taking risks is good. I don't. I think it. People should see it as a positive thing, and yeah, just go go for it. Go for things. Mm. Yeah, don't overthink it. Think about it too much. Just put yourself out there and go. All right, let's just see. If I can do this. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> it's just life. It just happens, and yeah, it's a big thing. It's just like I don't know how long I'm gonna be left on this planet. I might as well do the things that I love and enjoy while I'm here. So, mm. and yeah, that's a big thing for me this year is I want to be doing things that I love and enjoy. Mm. And so, what are a few of those things? Um, art definitely. I want to do not just ceramics, but so many different forms mm. of art, and I just want to see you know more of Australia, mm. and I want to get back into like my photography as well and yeah just be in different places and meet different people and I want to get better with like my health and eating better and sleeping better just have you know get myself back on track so that I can live a fulfilled life and 
yeah, I think that's a big thing for me, you know, in my 20s. You know, I want to be jumping up out of bed with energy. I want to be, you know, going after things. I don't want to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I just, because a lot of us in our 20s and stuff, you know, we're doing uni, we're doing jobs, we're doing so many things. And sometimes we need to stop and take time to just check in with ourselves and become aware of things. And yeah, just, you know, less is more. Do, mm, <laughs> mm, yeah, do mm. less. And, you know, enjoy this age. I think last year I went through such a stage of doing so many things. I just got caught up. Whereas this year I just want to, like, relax, take things slow. Take things slow. I think that's another mm. thing that people are so fast. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But yeah. it will take time. Yeah. And I've learned that, like, it took me three years to create a business card. But, you know, it's something I wanted to do from day one before I did, before I did markets and... But I'm so glad that I took that time because I could have had a completely different thing that I didn't really like. And I wanted to think about it more from a sustainable point too because I was like, oh, that's even with my, my packaging and things like that, I wanted to think about it differently. I was like, right, how can I how can I do this in a sustainable way? So I have like leftover boxes from work in tissue paper and I got calico bags that people can reuse as a bread bag or a produce bag at the shops or something. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, reuse it as like a little makeup bag or re-gift it or something so people can like reuse it, not just stuff that you get that you go, yeah, you know, I'm going to chuck it away. Like I wrapped your gift in the Who Gives a Crap wrapping paper. Oh, Shout out to so Who Gives sweet. a Crap. I, yeah, love, love that business. And mm. yeah, so just like reusing things and mm. more sustainable things. Yeah, what a brilliant answer. Yeah. I'm hearing so much, <laughs> uh, so much from your story and we've had a really good chat, haven't we? Yeah. Um, Oh, I've totally forgotten because I was just thinking about, yeah, what you do. And it, and it really is like you're a little hermit crab, yeah. slowly taking your time on your path, but mm. not stopping, which is a mm. very powerful thing. Mm. It is a very powerful thing. Um, I did have stages, you know, last year where I stopped because I was putting other things first and I stopped when I was studying at uni and yeah so some things I did have to put on hold and then you said to me I got a I got a traditional job and that was a massive motivating force for me to get back to what I love you know the jobs (laughs) that I have now like I do love them and I am very lucky to have like you know work where where I work but it is still a big push me of you know being like the retail industry and the hospitality interest industry to be like I just want to be in a different industry. I really want to push, like, being there. You know, you can work, like, eight hours, and I go, right. And I leave there, and I go home, and I get into my ceramics, and it pushes me all the time. And especially if I have a bad day. If I have a bad day. I mean, you know, like, you have those bad days at work and things like that, and people will go home with a glass of wine. And you're like, oh, such a bad day today. For me, it's more like I go home, and it makes me more determined to do my ceramics it's a drive for me because it pushes me you know sometimes yeah you've got to work those those jobs because yeah in the end it's going to push you to Mm -hmm. you know and it's yeah at the same time I still meet interesting people at my work and things like that of course I chat to you like well what do you do like Mm -hmm. what's you know what's your story whatever and yeah so it still is it, it is a big push and yeah I still at this stage have to make 
money somehow to pay for, for to pay for these things. Of course, of course, and that's a so. constant um, side gig that you do yeah. until it becomes a you know yeah. balance of in fact that perhaps it's coming over and taking over the yeah. traditional job until it becomes full time. Yeah. And just quickly on that point, it's mm. so true. We 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 seriously underestimate how much we can do in a decade yeah. and seriously overestimate how much we can do in a year. Yeah. Right? And it's with this social media, you know, blessing and curse, double-edged yeah. sword, is that we see people's progress without seeing the work behind it. Yeah. And we see them 10 steps ahead of us without seeing those nine steps between. Yeah. yeah. And, or um, how long it took them to get there as exactly. well. Like, you might be like, yeah. oh, like, she just released this and done this. No, like, I've thought about it for a long time. Mm. And I've been trying to manifest it yeah. for a long time. But now it's just happening for me. And then, yeah doing these other things they've just come to mind and it's opened up but it wasn't it's like one of those things where it's like it wasn't always there mm. it didn't just happen you know overnight it's mm. been manifesting for who knows how long a few years a few months you know so yeah 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 really really true mm. so what a wonderful discussion we've had about yes. your work yeah it's been nice That's now lovely. for our audience where can we find you you can find me at um, on Instagram at, at discarded underscore beauty. That's D-I-S-C-A-R-D-E-D underscore B-E-A-U-T-Y. I was going to spell it out because I remember when I first started like writing discarded beauty and I'd always be like, what is spelling discarded, right? <laughs> I was like, and then like a lot of other people write it down and then put like a K or something in there and I'm like... No, I'll put it in the show notes so it's easy for everyone. Yeah. I can't spell yeah. like and myself. It's, yeah. No, I'm so bad sometimes. Um, but yeah, and it's on Facebook as well. And Lovely. Um, I did have some pieces up on Etsy, but I think I'm going to create my own... Little store. ...website yeah. and have that separate so I can just manage it. Yeah, and, and listen, like following artists that are going through this evolution is one of the best things to learn from their journey and mm. learn from their work and what they're doing. So I'd really insist the audience to go ahead and follow um, a discarded beauty on Instagram and, and watch this journey as it unfolds mm. over the next forever. Yeah. Right. Especially okay. the next year and the next five years, uh, because we're in it for the long term. We're making our dreams a reality. That's yes. what we're doing. Yes. You know, and that's, and that's doing. the mindset that we have. It's like, this isn't just a gig on yeah. the side. This yeah. is overcoming. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is all encompassing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, I love it. It is. But yeah, and I try to, with like my Instagram and stuff, be interactive with people and try to get back to as many people as I can. And yeah, I'm just, yeah, I love it. Yeah, when people message me and I'm like, oh, I love this and all that. That's just, yeah, really encouraging. Yeah, of course. For me as well. And yeah, it is amazing when you scroll way back and I get people that follow me new and they like these old old photos and I'm like wow that was feels so long ago when yeah. I did like my first evoker market or something yeah. like that yeah. and yeah and it's good yeah you know to see where I am at today and how that progress has happened mm. yeah wonderful yeah yeah so again I urge the audience to go ahead and check out the beautiful yeah. work of Ellie Hawthorne oh, at Discarded you. Beauty Thank you. Just lastly, do you want to pass on any sort of major advice, major learnings that you've been thinking about, pondering about, um, that you want to share with the audience? I 
feel like I've covered most of it. I yeah, know. And I think you really hit the nail on the head. Like the life's short. We've got to take risks. Like yeah. And and that is just such Do a beautiful thing. Do it while you're thing. breathing. Do it while you're breathing, right? If you're thinking about it so much and you're like, oh, I want to do this or whatever, just take that leap and just do it. It's, I know it's 2020 and we've strange times at the moment. But the virus, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, look, this is, I think, a good thing for people to think about too is that this, the things that are happening right now, it's not going to last forever. If you're in pain and things are happening, that pain's not going to be there forever. You can change that mm. and... Yeah, and have a whole different experience. But all of this that's happening in the world right now is a big thing for people yeah. to think about differently. Think about the way yeah. we yeah. live. Think, yeah, just so, so differently about life and disconnected to becoming connected. And yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great power about social media. If you're self-isolating, you can see these things on here. And I think, I think a big thing for me, if you're like, wanting to start out in a business or something like that, just surround yourself with people that are going to serve you. People don't serve you in your life anymore. If they're just bringing more negative energy into you, just that person's not like serving you anymore. And you've really got to think about and surround yourself with people that constantly like creating or have positive energy because that's going to just uplift you. The negative energy is going to bring you down and make you overthink and self doubt you don't want any of that and yeah take things slow and if you're starting out with like a website or anything go into like big cartel or etsy where you don't have to pay for a website you just start you still have to pay to put the pieces on there but it's 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 not much to do and then eventually when you get bigger grow to a bigger website and pay for those you know for those things more but when you're starting out just start small start with work you, what you've got Go to op shops. I like to buy a lot of things from op shops that I store, like my ceramic tools. You know, I just went to an op shop and just went on a spree of just buying <laughs> these things. And I just didn't mind doing that because I was like, I know this is second hand. And, um, yeah, I just, yeah, think, think about it differently. Don't buy all these new things when you're starting up. Just do it on the budget that you have. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, I can't do this because... I don't have the money to afford to do this. And it's like, no, you can do this from having less. Yeah, like less, less is more. Mm, yeah, Going yeah. So those baby steps, you're saying just start, be humble and, yeah. um, and, and stick to your budget. And, yeah. and don't let that mindset of, oh, no, it has to be this way, limit what you could do, what you yeah. can do yeah. with what you've got. Yeah, for sure. And that's, yeah, that's where I am today because I've just slowly gone... Yeah, like, from the beginning, I was like, what do I do? I want to have a business car, I want to have this, I want to have that there. It's just happened. It's just evolved mm. over time. And now I'm at that stage, which is really good. And, yeah, yeah and I'll be doing the um, handmade candle markets in June, which, I mean, I hope that's what we want. But yeah, that's a really so exciting thing for me because I do want to expand and go to a different state and go to different places. Like, I would love to go to Melbourne at some stage as well like visit the girls like Bonnie and Shakira and stuff yes. as well I think we can come um, along I think we should go together yeah we should <laughs> so get together see and you can well. come to the store with me I'll bring all the wine and, yeah. yes <laughs> imagine that would be so much fun so yeah, yeah I do want to get out to um, 
other places in Sydney and things like that yeah, and get myself yeah. out there to yeah, so a different at community. Yeah, you're at that point now. Yeah, whereas years ago like I was just Central Coast and yeah. did Newcastle, yeah, like Hunt and Gather and Olive Tree, and that's really great places for people to start because mm. they're like affordable markets to do and the ladies that run those markets are amazing and you just meet amazing people there mm. that will inspire you and... Um, just talking to people in yeah. that community as yeah. well is just amazing and yeah it's nice yeah. to just have a day off in, in Newcastle mm. and yeah, yeah I like to go see my family that are there as well and mm. but yeah now I want to expand and go somewhere else and yeah I'm really excited that I've even been accepted for Handmade Canberra a lot of the time I apply for these things I'm like I don't know if I'm going to accept it because I see like all these other ceramics and things like that but I'm like oh no I have to go back and check in with myself and be like no actually you know your snacks are so different so you know don't yeah don't be hard mm. on yourself like this is you know you have something like yeah. special there yeah, yeah you do but, yeah. yeah it just feels weird for for yourself to say it but yeah you do that's another thing about confidence you got to have the confidence to be, to be like yeah I can I've got this I can do this mm. so mm. Yeah. yeah yeah what a great answer I mean you've got that I wouldn't even say competitive angle. You've, it is a competitive angle when it comes down to it, but it, it's a beyond a business angle. It, it's, a, yeah. it's a humanitarian, yeah. it's a sustainable and environmental angle, yeah. which is very important yeah. today. It is. And especially with the times we're in with this podcast being recorded, yeah. coronavirus is going on, yeah. 2020, what is it, March? Yes, it is. And and yeah, we are up in the air and if we are self isolating, social distancing Get a podcast. It's a great <laughs> it's a great opportunity to binge the Wi Fi podcast or yeah. to indeed go look yeah. up these ideas and start yeah. these business ideas. Don't sit on Netflix. Do not yeah. just there waste is, this there time is away. good documentaries on there, not gonna lie, but like <laughs> so but, true, so true, yes. But it's gotta just, be learning, alright? <laughs> it's gonna be learning. Just and yeah, I think this is a good time for people to um not see it as a negative thing, see it as a positive thing and yeah, like check in yourself. Just do something that you're like, oh, I've wanted to make bread for a long time. So true, so true. Or I've yeah. wanted to start making my own kombucha got two weeks in isolation start doing these things do yeah. yoga and meditation like i mean one of our good friends corinne she's yeah. she she's yeah. just come back from yeah. her travels and she's like i'm so excited to go self-isolation i just want to sleep yeah. and do yoga and meditate so it's yeah finding the positives mm-hmm. of these things and yeah like you can still constantly be inspired like artists are still producing new albums, you know, like Tame Impala just produced mm-hmm. a new album, I put that on and mm-hmm. people are still around you creating playlists and podcasts and yeah, because yeah, we're disconnected but you can still be connected through the internet as well and social mm-hmm. media, just using it in a positive way yeah. as well and putting positivity out there to people that might be, might be struggling I mean yeah, Australia's been the past six months, man, we've been hit hard with a lot of things we've come together for the bushfires and now we've kind of grown apart now again with everything that's happening but it's like I think we really do need to come back into each other and come back together again and support each other because yeah there is still people suffering from the bushfires out in tents and things like that and you know you've got to think about those communities and yeah just you know just relax a bit and just you know, don't, that's the thing, I think we're, like, we're overthinking a lot of it, but we just we need to just 
stay calm, become aware, and just not, yeah, like, freak out, just, but, yeah, self-isolating is a, is a good thing, it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing to just check in, and those things that you've been like, oh, I've been meaning to do this for so long, this is the perfect time to go and do it, and if you're creating your bread or anything like that, do it on a podcast, it's what I do, if I sit there and make my ceramics, I'm not just sitting there in silence, I'm, I've got, I'm constantly stimulated around me. That, that music might just fade out in the background, but it's still something there. Mm. And mm. yeah, it's just, you know, checking with yourself and just stop. I think we're so busy all the time. Like we're always going, yeah, go getting, going after things that we need to take time to just stop. I mean, I'm, you know, I've done, I know that I've done that myself last year of working seven days a week. And trying to balance two jobs and a business and learning to just be like, hey, you know what, no, I need to say no and be like, I need this day off to just, you know, clean the house, put in effort with like my friends and family and yeah, put effort into my business and yeah, really checking into things that matter to you is, mm. is a big, is yeah. a big thing in this time. So yeah, I'm hearing that. Yeah. And your health, so. especially just checking yourself and just being like, right, what can I change what am i what am i eating what am i doing that's mm-hmm. looking at really looking after myself my mental and physical health yeah so. reflecting so yeah so that's great advice in regards to self-isolation social distancing it's a good part to yeah. check into yourself check yeah. into your habits see yeah. just ask yourself yeah you but even with social distancing it's still like you can facetime you can call someone you're not really that Distant. Distant from people. Even when yeah. your friends leave and go overseas, like I had that moment with my friend Emily and so always send voice messages, FaceTime when we could. And yeah, I know that the physical presence not there, but you still it's so lovely to just have that connection. We're so lucky that we have that in this day and age that yeah. we can do that. Because, you know, our parents, you know, couldn't do that. Yeah. Easier like, Oh, when I went travelling, I didn't have a phone to contact anyone, I said we did, whatever. And yeah. Yeah, so it is, yeah, you've got to be like appreciate things and be like yeah we are really lucky in this time so yeah yeah we are indeed and yeah. i'm very lucky today to talk to you yeah, and, no, and and share so your experience and have me on mm, no it's my absolute pleasure because you've shared yeah. a lot uh and i'm hoping that i can give the platform to young artists to share their story and share yeah, their it's, learnings yeah, it's amazing know? what yeah. you're doing when you saw this i was like yeah what we need we need this here for people to see i think sometimes become so blinded and think about artists that are in america or europe or whatever and it's like hey i don't know check in with the central coast and the art that we have here because it's amazing like people should get down to like gosford regional art gallery and stuff like that and see Mm. see what art's being produced here and yeah yeah absolutely empowering this network of people Yes, yeah. yeah, it's amazing what you're doing, Jesse. It's really good. Well, thank yeah. you so much. And no, thank you so much thank for listening. You. Thank you for being here. Thank mm. you. Yeah, thank you to everyone that's listening. <laughs> that's, <laughs> episode that's episode eight. That's episode eight of my podcast. We're thank done. You. Yes. Woohoo. <laughs> We're dancing here, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so sensitive. You were so good. Oh, it was so nice. Thank you. Really, really. Yeah. I just, it's, yeah, it's so good. I was thinking. Thank you very much for listening to the Winify podcast. I hope you've been inspired to create more and consume more wisely to support the Central Coast community. If you have someone in mind who I could interview for this podcast, please reach out to me on social media. 
under the handle at Winify. Hey, thanks again, and I hope you join me next time on the Winify podcast.